the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody, or welcome to the show, I should say. It's four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and uh, my name is Mark Salem, and for the next couple of hours till noon, we'll talk about car repair, tires, shock absorbers, when do I do that, when do I do this, all that kind of stuff. This show is brought to you by a group of shops that I have handpicked. These are guys that I know. These are guys that I know know the right difference between right and wrong. They've been in business all of them over, well, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I'll give you a good example. Action Auto Repair has been in business since 1983. I met Tom in 1983. I know Tom really, really well. He's on I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. He has ASE Master Technicians. He knows right from wrong, and he has staff in the shop that makes sure that his right or wrong matches their right or wrong. <laughs> it's just the way it is in the auto repair industry. So if you're up any, if you're looking for a good shop and you're anywhere near I-17 and Deer Valley Road, then Action Auto's a good place to go. And the phone number six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. There's four lines open six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And we're going to go to Ian. Ian, good morning. How can I help you? Okay. 2004 Cadillac Escalade. Okay. E- ESV. He's coming in and out. Hey, Ian. Can you we're not hear me picking... now better? Well, yeah, you got to get us off, off of Bluetooth or something. But, yes, I can hear you now. Go uh, ahead. I'm Let's on, start uh, over. Yeah, I, I'm on a landline, and I had it on my speakerphone. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, I, uh, I've i got a 2004 Cadillac Escalade. uh ESV. Um, it's uh, got a direct short somewhere. I've I've done all the amp draws on all the fuse boxes, and nothing gets rid of the. It, it goes 4.4, and then I let it sit with the volt ohm meter on there for about an hour, and it'll go down to 1.9, and it just sits there and stays there. Runs the battery down. Brand new battery. Cat Cadillac had it for 26 days. And handed it back to me, said they couldn't find the problem. Well, any time that you have that kind of a draw, that kind of a short, then you 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 you, you have an amp meter hooked up to it, yes? Yes. I'm missing half of what you're saying to me. Yes, I had I had the I had the amp meter hooked up to it. And you have the amp meter between like the positive post and the positive terminal of the cable, yes? I have the amp meter. I've got the uh, negative cable disconnected, the positive side of the multi-tester to the negative post, and then the other side of that to the ground. Okay. Okay. Um, what what I do 
is I, I get the draw to be there, so you know it's there, and then I just disconnect things one at a time, and I plug it back in. I disconnect it, and I wait 60 seconds, and somebody's watching the meter. Nothing's changed, and I put it back in. Or you can disconnect. Some guys will do disconnect one at a time. I'll disconnect the ECM. I'll di- disconnect the alternator. I'll disconnect the ignition switch. I'll disconnect this part, half of the, of, the, of the fuse panel. I'll disconnect the other half of the fuse panel. I'll pull this relay. I'll do this. I'll do that. You'll sooner or later be able to take away the draw, and you'll know what circuits it's on. Yeah. And then you'll get a wiring diagram, and you'll figure that out. Well, that's what I've been trying to do for uh, three months now. Uh, uh, I did exactly what you said, and and none, pulling pulling uh, has three fuse boxes, and pulling all, all the fuses, uh, nothing took the amperage down lower okay. than one point nine. Then it has to be at the starter. The starter. It has to be because that's where the power goes to the starter first, and then the starter feeds all those other circuits. And so you're telling me that you've had every fuse, every relay out of this car. That's correct. And you still haven't had, you haven't dropped the amp draw. Well, the power positive cable goes directly to the 12 o'clock position on the starter. So go down there, take the, po- the positive cable off, put the, take all the other wires off that are connected to a, a, uh, 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 a fuse link. So okay. you're going to take the big one off, take the small ones off, Take the big one, put it back on, and then you're going to put your amp meter in the middle of the two or the three wires that are left on the top of the 12 o'clock of the solenoid, and you're going to hook up number one and see if there's an amp draw. Take it off. Hook up number two. Try that. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. I I wanted to let you know, too, Mark, I also uh, did, well, I Googled it and, and did the, uh, the check the alternator for bad diodes, too, because they said that could pull your battery no, down. No, that's not true. That's, That's not, not true. true. No, a oh. diode is just a, a one-way valve. Electricity flows one way. Um, everybody's got these ideas. Mr. Google out there is... So the question is, is Mark, have you ever fixed this, a major draw like this that'll draw the battery down in hours by replacing the alternator? No. <laughs> no. no. Okay. You know, the alternator, the diodes are just one-way valves. That's all. Power goes out but can't come back in. So that way power goes to the charging system. Power goes to the battery from the alternator, but then the battery cannot draw back on the alternator. And besides, if you disconnected the alternator, the short to go away because you've lost the connection. Right, so, yeah. I, I, it, I took the alternator completely out of the harness, and I still had the draw. Okay. Where do you live? What part of town do you live in? I live in uh, East Mesa, Signal Butte, and Broadway Road. Okay. I'd call Thompson's and ask. I mean, you can continue to play with this as much as you want. The guys that are really good in this, I'd call Thompson's in Mesa and ask him if he wants this. And just and don't forget all the other story. I've got a big draw on my Cadillac Escalade. It'll draw the battery down from a fully charged to this point in this many hours or whatever, whatever. And just say I've got an electrical problem, and I'll t- I'll t- show you how it happens, but I d- I can't tell you how to fix it. You can call him. You can call Larry Harker's Auto, and and challenge Bob out there. He's at 38th Avenue in Indian School, so he's quite a ways away from you. Blackwell's up north. Blackwell Automotive's up north. Those guys, these are the guys. Oh, and you can even go to Scottsdale, and you can go over to um, Bell Automotive, which is at the 101 in McDowell, and uh, and Craig could figure this out. This this isn't that hard, but you have to have walked in these shoes before. Right. And so I once just... you walked in these shoes, when we don't do it the way you do it, we all have inductive amp probes. 
Yes, so sir. we're just going to go all the way around the positive cable and all the leads and all the things that come off the starter, and pretty soon we're going to wrap that inductive amp probe around a wire that goes, boom, 30 amps, and then you look in your drawing and you find out yeah. what that thing feeds. That's what <laughs> and you I was move hoping on from for. There. I can't believe okay. that, that, that Cadillac couldn't, couldn't find it in 26 days. Wait, wait. Okay, but 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 um, let let's let's do this. Let it, and it it pains me to stick up for dealers, but I I'm going to do that. Let's wait till we fix it, and then we'll have the answer, and you'll right. have the answer as well. So you'll have the opportunity to go back in a nice way to the service manager and say, Hey, you guys had this for 26 days and you couldn't figure it out, and this is the repair order. And I ask him to just write a book about what he did and how he did it and how he found it, blah blah blah. And here it is. I just thought maybe you could learn, and maybe there would be some kind of a discount associated with the fee that you charged me. Right on, right on. Well, I'm going to do the starter thing that you said. If that doesn't work, take it to this Thompson's. You say out here in East Mason. Yeah. You're going to call him first and just say, I've got a draw that draws down the, the system. And don't tell him anything else. Okay. I've just okay. got, I've got something I can, t- the key, now, now let's talk about one more thing. The battery fully charged should be about 12 and a half to 13 volts. Yes, fully it charged. is. Brand okay, new. When you start, okay, when you start the car up, the alternator should be somewhere between 13 and 14 volts. So yes, it, we're it still connected. Okay, so we got an alternator, and we've got it charging, and so that, that sets the standard, and you can say that. But if I park it, then all of a sudden, the next morning, it's dead. Is that the rest of the story? Yeah, it'll run down in a couple hours. Okay, all right. Have you gone back there and taken the gas cap off the fuel tank and listened and see if the fuel pump's <laughs> buzzing after the key's in your pocket? No, I haven't. Okay, well, you said you pulled everything out of the, uh, the fuse panel, which would include the fuel pump relay. So right. if you pulled the fuel pump relay, then obviously the fuel pump wouldn't be running. Exactly. Now, did anybody do any work on this electrical system in the in the month or two before all hell broke loose? Well, that's what I was. Uh, I'm trying to you know drag the drenches of my mind about that. The only thing I did was change a light bulb uh, in in the right front light bulb running light. Okay. Well, I'm talking about somebody put in a stereo with a big boom box and, you no. know, 15 amplifiers and, <laughs> no, and uh, an alarm system or anything like that at all yeah. is what we're talking about. Yeah, no, okay. sir. Okay. All right, Ian, that'll do it. And then um, if you would be so kind as when you fix it, mark at marksalem.com, maybe just PDF me a copy of the repair order so I can learn and we can talk about this later too. Okay? You bet. Thanks, Mark, very much. All right. Good luck to, to you, Ian. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We talked about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, and, and, and I, I talk about people that are really, really good, and I know the owners, and they've been there a long time. This show is not about my shop. That's why I never say the name of it. This show is about you, and it's been that way since 1988 in Phoenix. I started at another radio station in 1988, and I came to KKNT in 2011. I've been here since then. So what's that, 12 years? How's my math? Somewhere around there. 10, 12 years? 12 years. Thank you, Gil. And, <laughs> and I've been here since then, and we average about 10 to 14 calls in, in a two-hour show. And you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. I'm really good at my husband says this, I say this, what do you think? Or my shop said this, what do you think? Or is this a fair price? And when it comes to pricing, I'm shying away from a lot of the pricing because right now in my industry, it's the Wild West with respect to pricing. I want to tell you, 
we we do we we hire people people the same people to come in and we give them cell phones and we ask them to go out and do a labor survey for us and most shops will tell you some of them won't but most shops will and we're constantly moving that stuff maybe a year ago parts uh, labor rates in an independent garage environment may have been a 110 to 150 dollars Today they're north of 150 dollars, and so we're seeing 175, and we're seeing 200. We're also seeing that in the dealership arena, we're seeing 200 dollars an hour. So we've seen a, a tremendous increase, but it has everything to do with the sophistication level of the repairs that we're getting. So it's not only the dealers are getting these repairs; we got independent shops, chain stores get the same kind of repair problem that Ian just talked about in his Escalade. 04 Escalade with a draw that the battery's dead the next morning after he you know, charges it up and hooks it up and the next morning the key's in his pocket and the car's outside, nobody's driving it, nobody's doing anything and it's dead. Those are the kinds of things. You're not going to shop by, by labor rate either. That's not a good idea. It's not, you just go and you say go to the guy with the cheapest labor rate. Typically that won't work very well for you and it's because his level of expertise is substandard to everybody else in town so if he's at $85 an hour and, and, and Salem is at $175 an hour, there's going to be a di- big difference in how much we pay our techs and how, how qualified they are and how much certifications they have and all that other kind of jazz. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Uncover retirement concepts you need to know. There are three steps to succeeding at the business of retirement. Ensure your assets. Ensure your income. And assure your peace of mind. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. Remember, it's up to you to retire to a brighter future. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Right here on 960 The Patriot. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 88 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Oh. Or D, just roll with it. Woo, Justin, look at us, we're over here. Justin. 
Dad! OMG! He just said, I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash AZ. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. So... I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. <laughs> Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org to learn more. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We go till 12 noon on car repair and stuff. The lines are wide open. There's five of them, 602-508-0960. Gil will answer. He'll say, would you like to talk to Mark? And you say yes. He'll ask you what your name is, and then he whispers your name in my ear, and then I'll go to you and say, hello, John. What can we do for you? That kind of stuff. 602-508-0960. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is up in Mesa. Nate knows more about diesels than anybody I've ever met in my life when you're talking about GM and Dodge and Ford, which is the three major lines that that, uh, travel the freeways around here. He works on both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. Keep in mind the word light diesel trucks, not the big trucks, just the light diesel trucks. He does all kinds of work from oil changes to engine repairs, the electronics to engine codes to, hey, I don't have any power. This thing won't start. It cranks, but it doesn't hit, all that kind of stuff. He's really, really a diehard diesel guy. So when you're looking for somebody who's a diehard diesel guy in the service repair and parts business, both domestic and foreign diesel light trucks, what we call light trucks, that's one ton and less, than strictly diesel service and repair. He's up there on, on the I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road in Scottsdale, and he's, he's a good guy. And, and if you have a diesel and nobody else can fix your problem, then I, I can tell you unequivocally, Nate can. So that's how it works. When it comes to car repair, right now what we're seeing a lot is people bidding stuff. And first of all, it's, it's, it should be no secret to many of you that the problem we've got right now is, is that you're not going to get an estimate over the phone from a shop. And here's why. We have to know the eighth and tenth digit of your VIN number to put it into our software in order to get the right car. We don't want to bid a car that uh, has a V8 engine in it for an engine, take it out and put it back in, versus a, a four-cylinder we have to have the right information. So the VIN number provides that information to us. Second of all, we then have to have our parts department or someone in our organization go out and access all the parts. They're typically going to put your VIN number in the software that we have that's proprietary. Otherwise, the auto repair industry has the the software, not you, but this auto repair industry. So we have to go look up all the parts and we have to guess on what parts you may or may not need. So if you come in and you say, I need you to 
bid replacing the head gaskets on my V8 Chevrolet. We need to know year, make, and model. We need to know what motor it's got because some of them we don't want anything to do with once you've overheated them because there is no fixing them. <laughs> once you and when you bring it in and the exhaust manifold and the spark the exhaust manifolds are crispy and the spark plug wires are cooked, you just drove it too long, too far. There is no fixing that motor. We can put head gaskets in it, we can put fresh oil in it, and it's just not going to last long if it even starts and runs at the beginning. So most of us, and and then when you open the hood and you can smell the overheat, and and the customer said that this happened two weeks ago, it's done. The motor's cooked. That's the way it is. But there's still there's lots of times where the shop will take a run at it. Let me go ahead and put some oil in each one of the cylinders. Let me do a compression, a wet compression check, and let's see if I can get the rings to come back together. Let's see if I can soften up the carbon that's holding the rings tight as opposed to expanding. I'll do this or I'll do that. Those are the kinds of things. But it's just very difficult. But here's what you can do. The other day, a, uh, a a customer of mine says, "I heard what you did on, on I talked about on the on the radio, and I did it." And he says, "And you wouldn't believe how close the shop was." Okay, so you, you, what you do is is you go on to Rock Auto, and you identify your parts, and whatever parts the shop is going to bid. So it could be a rack and pinion, it could be this, or it could be that. You can go in there, and you can find the, that. Then there's plenty of sites out there where you can actually get and create your own estimate. So you can punch in your year, make, and model of your car, and it says, what are you going to do? I'm in the steering section. What are you going to do? I'm going to replace the rack and pinion. Okay, do you have which motor do you have? You punch this in, and it says, okay, that's 6.8 hours plus the alignment. So then you go, okay, well, the average repair shop in town right now might be 150, 175, or a little bit higher, so I'll use 170. So I'll do that times 6.8 hours, and that's the labor. And then I've got the power steering rack. That's the labor. That's the part. So I got the part and the labor. Now I have to use 10 cent or 10 percent for sales tax, and most of us are in the five, six, seven percent range for shop supplies and environmental charges. You can create your own uh, little estimate. Then you can go shop it. But shopping it is. You're not going to get a lot of cooperations from shops to shop it. It's just really a matter of can you shoot from the hip. And most guys will just pull up your vehicle, a a vehicle like yours, in their database, and they'll say, oh, we just did that to Jones's car a year and a half ago. I'll just add another 10% because of price increases, and I'll give that as an estimate. So there's lots of things that we can do, but what we're not going to do is go through a very detailed estimate uh, uh, estimate with 20 or 30 parts and have our parts department look up all those parts. And I'm talking about us, the industry, not my shop, us, the industry. We're just not going to do that. It, it's just not plausible. It's not feasible. And it's, and it doesn't, in, there's no income producing <laughs> mechanism in, in when we're doing estimates over the phone, but you can't. Another thing you can do on tires. The other day, a friend of mine says, I got three estimates for tires and I made one call and I got him the est- I I saved him $300 from the lowest estimate from the lowest estimate and that was what we call street rate that was me calling a shop and saying hey you got these tires in stock yeah four of them mounted and balanced he told me I called the customer back and I said here's this and he goes well that beats my best offer and I said I thought so but this is who's got it and he said he'd do it for this much money that's it that in our industry I would be called a bird dog so I go out and find these things, but we don't do that. We just we just don't do that. So we don't charge the shop. We don't charge them. And oftentimes, we're not the best shop in town. Oftentimes, we will refer somebody to the best shop. But I'm just trying to help you 
because when you get that rack and pinion assembly that's a $4,000 repair, you're going to want to bid it, and it's going to be very difficult to accomplish that goal. But you can do it on the Internet because you can find the rack and pinion for your car. You can take the the, the retail number, the, what they call the list number, the highest number that you can find it out there, and add another 20% to it. Just just for fun, just to make sure you're okay, and then on the labor, you can. There's plenty of websites that will say how you, how many hours labor does it take to remove the power steering rack on my O4 um, uh, expedition, and and they'll do that for you. They'll say this is the hours, and then you just find out what average hour you're going to use. So you can do a lot of that. What really surprises me is is the wide variations. Tires has been on, I don't know, on my hard drive for a long time, and I don't know why. We do sell tires, but we're certainly not in the class of like Discount Tire and many of the other tire stores that predominantly have that as their main call. So we've been doing lots of tires, and he called me up and he says, would you bid this tires for me? Well, this happens to be somebody who's married to my sister. And I said, sure, and my brother-in-law. So I said, I said I'm in the, in the $1,400 range, and he goes, is that a family price or is that you know, everybody that walks in the door. And I said, well, it's kind of the family price. He says, well, what's everybody walking in the door? And I said, add another $100 to it. He goes, okay, 15 He says, okay. I, I, he says, I found somebody that will do all four of these tires for your 14 but you, I'm not in your city. He doesn't live in the Phoenix area. And I said, okay, well, that's a good deal. If it's if it's four tires, mounted and balanced, FET tax, sales tax, installation, all that stuff, if that's it, then, then you know. And uh, he said, okay. And so he called me back and he goes, yeah, he says that that was a good number. And I said, good, good for you. So you could do the same thing. So the phone number, if you have a car question, is 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil's going to answer the phone and he's going to go, okay, KNT, would you want to speak to Mark? And you say yes, and he'll say, what's your name? And he'll, you tell him your name, and then he'll, hang, he'll put you on hold. He won't hang up on you. He'll put you on hold. And then in my ear, he's going to say to me, Wayne's your next caller. And that's how it works. So 602-508-0960. Every Saturday we're here talking about cars, and we're talking about your issues with cars. I'm a master tech. I own my own shop. I've been in the car repair business since 1968 when I was in high school at Tempe High. And I um, I know I, I pretty much know what I'm talking to. And I don't say the name of my shop because this isn't about my shop. It's about helping you wade through all of the minutiae in our auto repair shop. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SPEED for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SPEED for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SPEED. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. 
It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Drug cartels are now targeting children by distributing rainbow-colored fentanyl pills, powders, and blocks resembling candy and chalk. Learn more about how one pill can kill at onepillkilled.org. All about that demon automobile. Welcome back, everybody. 33 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about cars. And if you'd like to join us, the phone number is 602-508-0960. Questions and comments and stuff about car repair. What we don't want to do is is we don't want to have you call up and say the name of the shop and beat them up for five minutes or two minutes. We Actually, we won't let you do that. But you can talk in a generic format. This is what happened. Um, This is what... um, took place and I got my car back and the bill was X amount of dollars and I had this exactly the same problem. What would I what should I do next? And those are the kinds of things that we talk about. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty and we have a caller. Who might that be? Hey good morning to Henry. Henry, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mark. I've got three questions from easy to hard. I'll start with the first one. When you see a car missing its rear bumper, you ever notice those gills on the side flapping around? Does that have to do with the recirc? With the what? The recirculation of the air. You know, so you take your bumper off, and you've got these plastic flaps on the side. They look like gills off a fish. Okay. They're rubber. On the bumper? Yeah. So take off the bumper of any car on the, the rear bumper. 
And on the left and right side, you're going to see these square vent kind of looking things that have that flap around when you drive. You've never seen those. No, I, I don't have any. I, I don't have any. I, I mean, the trunk is airtight, but it's tied to the passenger compartment, so it's not anything right. to do with the trunk. We're not venting the trunk. Um, I, yeah, it's, any it's kind of a, the, Henry. And Henry, I don't the, know what it is. Henry, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, th- th- these flaps on every car, you say, that's kind of got me stumped there. Uh, you take the rear bumper off. Are you taking the entire bumper off, or are you just taking the bumper cover off, and there's slats inside the frame of the bumper? You can see the frame. I've seen cars that you have been can... crashed, and the guy's riding around without the bumper, and you see these weird gill-like things on the left and right side, and pretty much every car I've ever seen with it off has shown those. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know, Henry. I'm, I'm north of 60 years old, and, I, and I've not seen what you're talking about. And I don't, I don't, Henry, I just don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know what, what you're seeing. I don't know how to answer your question. I'm, I'm, I, 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 don't, I don't know what they are. You're not going to see the frame um, from the back of any car. The frame is underneath the car, and when you talk about the frame, you might be talking about the cross member, and it's underneath the the plastic uh, cover, bumper cover, and this cross member is part of the five mile an hour bumper assembly. But I don't know why they would vent anything there. I don't know why there would be vents there. I I just can't answer that. I'm sorry. All right, I'll move. I'll move on to number two. Um, what is the correlation of a steering angle sensor in the ABS module? How do those two work together? Why, why don't you give me more history, okay? Okay, so I've got a 2012 Dodge Avenger, and when I go to make a right turn, I get a ABS activation kind of thing, like a grinding, and then I get a, a tone, but I don't see anything on the dashboard. And so I've been doing on my own research, and it says that uh, if you're steering, I did the code read, and it said uh, steering angle sensor initialized. It needs to be initialized. Okay. I've not, I've not, I've never seen a steering angle, um, it, angle sensor. I've never seen one. The steering angle sensor has a lot to do with one of the three alignments, uh, specifications that we're supposed to do. So you have caster mm-hmm. and camber and tow. And so, um, and I, and, but as far as ABS activation is concerned, I can't tell you how to fix an ABS code because the ABS code just simply says the problem is in the ABS system and now I have to go find it. So okay. the question is, is is it possible that that, that one front, right front tire is locking up a, as you make a right turn and as you brake at the same time because maybe the left side isn't working, maybe the piston is seized on the left side and it's not working, so when you apply the brakes, then it sends pressure to the right front, and because the left front's not working, the right front works extra hard, and it causes a pull to the right, so the repair would be fix the caliper on the passenger, or on the driver's side, if you're pulling hard to the passenger, so I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to tell you how to fix your car based through your eyes, it's more, it's more, and, and, and a code doesn't mean anything, we, we don't look at the code and automatically replace the ABS sensor on the right front tire. There is nothing further from the truth. And we get in the car, we plug in our scanner, we go drive it, and we just watch the operation of the ABS sensor. 
and and then yeah. we went take an ohmmeter and we might test the ABS sensor and we might it, take it off of the of the back backing plate and we might run a screwdriver across it to indicate that the tire is moving and look at this at this signal that um, that's in our scanner I mean there's so much more to it and it's 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 very technical and 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 um, to track down an ABS code is on a one to ten scale for a guy like me and a shop that that I talk about tracking down an ABS codes on a one to ten scale is about a two or a three. It's just not that big of a deal. So Henry, and the I'm last sorry. One, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The last real quick. The last one. If your windshield has um, a gap in the seal from the bottom to the you know to the windshield itself and water gets in where does that water go does it collect at the bottom is there somewhere in the bottom of the car that you can drain from the bottom of the car that would release any water or anything in it because i'm hearing sloshing that's not coolant based so do you see water on the ground uh no and um when it went through a car wash i noticed when i opened up the hood that the rubber and everything around it was kind of deteriorated so there were places where rubber i mean where water could get in on the bottom of the windshield well the bottom of the windshield as the water runs off the windshield and sheds downward it's going to go into a trough and we're going to drain it on each side the trough's going to have drains on it oh okay that's good to know so just get your well, blower out, your little electric blower, and open up the hood, or get your vacuum and plug the, the your shop vac, plug your hose in backwards where it's blowing, and then crawl up in there and open up the hood, and just below the windshield wipers on both sides, you should find a couple of drains, and maybe they're filled with leaves, and maybe that's the slosh in your hearing. If it was a slosh in the inside the car, then it would be the heater core, and it would be the heater area where we're sloshing water back and forth, but you're talking about you went through a car wash, and unless the windows were down, then... Um, that you wouldn't have water inside, so I'm going to assume it's in front of the windshield, below the windshield, and there's drains on both sides. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Lines are wide open, and we'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, Mayor Jalvitz returns to discuss the subject, the quest for peace in the Middle East, where Arabs lie to others and Israelis lie to themselves. Mayor is always a terrific host. Please make sure that you listen to this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. 
Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And uh, you okay, Gil? We okay? Okay, okay. All right, just checking, just checking. Anyway, um, when we talk about shops that I like and I refer to you to, to them. It's because I know them and because I trust them and because I use them. Automatic Transmission Exchange, Phil's been around since 1968. He started in the two-speed power glides and he went into the three-speeds and then he went into the overdrives and then he went into the lockups. He went into the seven-speed transmissions. The fundamental way the car shifts, uh, the transmission has shifted, has changed. It's changed from vacuum to throttle pressure to speed, and now the computer controls just about everything. But to make it happen is the same as it was before. We either did it with vacuum or we did it with mechanical linkage or with some electronic device. So Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in the area since 1968. They're really good at if you call and make an appointment, they'll take a quick drive with you, but you cannot take one of them. Phil calls me and he says, tell them they can't take my technician for an hour until it actually happens. You have to be able to make it happen so they can feel it and see it. They'll watch you drive, and then they're going to want to drive, and this whole thing should be 15 or 20 minutes long at the most. But Automatic Transmission Exchange is at 40th Street in Washington, and, and he's a good guy. On the other side of the world, we have Auto Dynamics. Chuck has been around in this shit facility since 1982, and I've known Chuck since 1968. Chuck and I started in gas stations together <laughs> and for a very long, and I was in high school. He was a little older than I am, but he knows right from wrong, and he knows technicians, and he knows what's right and, and how to sell uh, the appropriate stuff and how not to, and make sure your, 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 your staff, your technicians, your service writers, your general managers don't sell unusual or unnecessary stuff. So the only place in Sun City that I can vouch that's trusted, been around a long time, family owned and operated, is Auto Dynamics. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. When it comes to making a complaint about a shop, that if it's a big ticket and it's the first time you've ever used the shop or the shop just opened up, you might want to contact your, your credit card company and just ask them to put a hold on the payment. Just hold on the payment. Sometimes when they wave it through, we wave your car through, it's a done deal. Sometimes it's not. You'll just have to decide depending on which credit card you used. 
And it's always a good idea to pay with a credit card because you can dispute that charge down the road. For instance, if you paid to have something done and it isn't done, then you took it to shop number two and they fixed it and they commented on shop number one's repair on the work order and you have a document that says the symptom to shop number one and the symptom to shop number two was the same. Number one charged X amount of dollars and didn't fix it and number two charged even more money but did fix it. And that goes to your credit card company, Discover, Master Charge Visa, you know, whatever, and uh, and you let them handle that. But Autodynamics, you don't need to worry about that because they're not that kind of a shop, but they're really, really good at what they do. Again, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. When it comes to oil changes um, and, and your owner's manual, those are the issues that I like to talk about because nobody talks about that. And what's important is, is that the clock on your oil changes sets everything else up. So if you go in for an oil change, what should happen at the oil change is we should change your oil and your filter, and we should give your car a very thorough inspection. We should check the tires. We'll look at the door sticker on the win- on the door, and it'll say these tires need to be at 32 PSI, and we'll check them all, and if they're higher, we'll drop them down, and if they're lower, we'll bring them up, but 32. We'll also look at the sticker, and it says you have a 225-75-15 tire on this car, and we'll make sure that you have that tire, and we'll check, and then we'll look at the tread of the tire and make sure that it's wearing evenly across the face of the tire of all along the tread surface, or the outside edge of both front tires are worn a little bit more than the rest of the tire, which means we need to rotate them. We need to get the front on the back and the back on the front, because when your tires steer, when you steer your car, the front tires lay to the right and lay to the left and we wear the outside edge of the front tires. So a tire rotation, you just look at the front tires, and if if the if the outside edge of both front tires is rounded and the backs are nice and square, it's time for a rotation. That's all. You can look at that yourself. You can look at five cars in the in the Bash's parking lot. Just walk around and just don't be obvious about it. Look at five front tires on cars, and you'll see what I'm talking about. The outside edge, the tire lays over when you turn right or left, and the outside edge is what contacts the ground. So when we look at your fluids, almost every car made in the last 10 years or more has about a 100,000-mile stop for most of the fluids. The cooling system, the transmission, the transfer case, the differential... Um, the brake fluid, uh, the power steering fluid, all of that stuff is going to have around 100,000 mile, let's drain it and put new fluid in it. It's in your best interest. Let's not lose sight of what 100,000 miles is. 100,000 miles is four times around the equator. It's 25,000 miles around the equator. That's four times around the world. Let's not lose sight of that. What really happens that wads up my underwear is my industry has a bad habit of telling you that that's a 30,000 mile call. We need to change all those. Flu- Mark's wrong. There's 30,000 miles. It was 30,000 miles in the days of old. It was 30,000 miles in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. It's not that way now. We have far superior oil than we ever had back then. We've got oil that, I mean, on my truck, I go 15, 12 to 15,000 miles on my diesel truck on an oil change, but I use a synthetic blend, or I use a synthetic oil. 
So there's a difference now. We have conventional, which is what I call Fred Flintstone oil. That's the oil that our mothers and grandfathers and great-great-grandfathers used. So that's Fred Flintstone oil, and it has an oil change interval of three to 5,000 miles. We have a semi-synthetic, and that's called a blend. So it's it could be 50-50 of a conventional oil and 50% of a, a synthetic oil, or it could be 75-25, or it could be 65-35. Nobody knows. Who cares? A blend is a blend. It's half conventional, Mother Earth kind of oil, <laughs> and half synthetic, a man-made oil. And then you have synthetics, and those go from ten to 20,000 miles. I know a lot of you are real nervous about going that long, and I agree. I hope in that 20,000 miles that you pull into an appropriate tire store and say, can you check my air pressure in my tires? And you don't go 10,000 miles without having somebody check your tire pressure. I hope you don't go 10,000 miles before somebody checks your oil and your transmission fluid and your power steering fluid and opens up your hood and looks. But we have customers who bring it to us every 3,000 miles, and they say, I'm not due for an oil change, but can you just check underneath the hood? Like the old gas station days. Yeah, we'll do that. So will a lot of other shops. You don't want to do it on a Friday morning or a Monday morning or a Friday afternoon for obvious reasons. But to stop by a shop that you've done business with before and just say, you know, remember the old days in the gas station? You opened up the hood and you checked all the fluids and the belts and the hoses. Would you do that for me? <laughs> you know, it's 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 an opportunity for the shop to just look good and feel good. Because they'll, Joe, come here. Would you take Mrs. Jones outside and she wants you to just thoroughly check the underside of her car or the under hood of her car and while you're there just check the tires and see if they need to rotate and, and then maybe air them up would you do that for me it's no big deal to do that obviously you better be a customer if you do that to us but you can go to a tire store like discount tire and ask them to check the tire pressure and check the tire wear and they'll do it for you for free so that's kind of how it works we've got a caller who might that be hey good morning to tim tim good morning oh, hi mark um, I was listening to you, I don't know, maybe it was uh, two weekends ago, and I kind of caught a mi- middle of a conversation. It sounded like you were talking about extended warranties on cars. And yes. um, I'm not about the point where the warranty is expiring on my 2017 Honda. And um, so I'm looking at whether or not to get an extended warranty for the car. Okay. Okay. I don't like them at all. Um I I uh, you, I'll give you the the, the stereotypical. Uh, you bring your car in and um, you have a power steering failure, and let's say the pump is leaking profusely. So we we call your aftermarket warranty company, and they're going to send somebody over to look at the car to verify that we're telling them the truth. And he's going to check your VIN number and your license plate, and hopefully you'll have your policy number, and they'll verify that this car belongs on that policy. And then he'll look it over, and lots of times it's at that point the crash happens because he says, have you serviced this car its whole life? And I'll say, I don't know. I, I, that's a good that's a good question for your customer. Well, the fluid's dirty. Okay. Yeah, so we're not going to pay it. Obviously, they haven't had the power steering fluid changed. And then I say, well, how often is it supposed to be changed? It's supposed to be changed every 30,000 miles. Okay, well, let me get the manual. I don't have time for you to get the manual. Well, let's get the manual to see how close you are on this car. Let's get the manual out to see if you're right, because if you're going to deny the claim because you think that this is a 30,000-mile service fluid change and it's not, there are likely to be some problems. 
I don't care about problems. She should have changed it at 30,000 miles. I'm not going to let you replace the power steering pump that's leaking. And besides, you can't prove. And I say, well, wait a minute. How do you know that the fluid caused the leak? Maybe the seal failed. No, fluid causes the leak all the time. This is the kind of conversation we have. It happens all the time. And you've got some guy that comes in that his whole job is to find a couple of reasons why we don't cover this. It has to do with the maintenance history of the car. It has to do with, oh, well, clearly look at the fan belt. What's the fan belt got to do with the high-pressure hose on the power steering? Well, look at the fan belt. You can tell that it's, just, it's the size of what? Your shoelace? They obviously are steering and driving this car hard. So you're going to avoid the warranty? on the power steering leak at the pump because the fan belt looks like a shoelace? Are you kidding me? It drove in here, buddy. It'll drive out on that shoelace. I'm going to bring that to her attention, but that's not the cause of the leak. That creates heat. You're so full of... Come on. This is how we... This is what we deal with every day of our lives. And after... Just take the money. Figure out how the warranty works and how what your cost is, and take the money and put it in a bank account that you're going to invest in, in, in interest and stuff like that and just pay your own. There, There is some credit union companies that have a different relationship with these kinds of aftermarket contractors, and um, Desert Financial is one of them, and then there's also another one, and I can't think of its name right now, but they, they sell a lot of these policies, but here's the deal. They walk the dog. So the credit card company can get involved or the credit union can get involved and they can tell them, you need to cover this, okay? And and, and typically with, with an inspection by a bunch of experts and all that kind of stuff, they'll go the extra mile to get the, to accomplish the goal if that's something that needs to be done. And they also, it's important to know this, they also, there is a kickback associated with this kind of a relationship. And so... I'm telling you, I'm quite sure that there is a there is a certain amount of money, a small amount of money, to every policy sold that ends up in the coffers of, let's just call it the ABC Credit Union. Then they can use that money, and I'm told that they do, and I believe that they do. They can use that money for the ones that are, where the tide didn't go to the runner. So this lady was 10,000 miles late on her oil or on her cooling system. Her radiator's in terrible shape. Maybe if she'd have done her cooling system flush 10,000 miles ago, we wouldn't have to do a radiator. And I'm told, and I've seen, and I've heard from other shop owners, that oftentimes the credit union will step up and just say, Mark, take care of it, and then we'll pay you. And so he will still have the deductible associated with that transaction. But all, all in all, I've never seen anybody, anybody raise their hand and say, I got the better end of the aftermarket warranty deal. So as far as I'm concerned, um, I don't like dealing with them. I don't like dealing with their representatives. I don't like their their reasoning. And I don't like the idea when they want me to be the bearer of the bad news. You need to tell your customer, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. You call them, Mr. Flappy, and you call them and you tell them what you're going to do. You tell them, no, I'm going to decline your warranty. No, because you have a fan belt that's a little bit worn or a lot worn. You tell them that that creates hit. And better yet, I'm going to call her and tell her, you tell, you, ma'am, you ask him to put everything in writing. Because that's the stupidest thing he could do would be talk about that the fan belt's getting hot and cause the front seal on the water pump or on the uh, power steering pump to go bad. Get me wound up about these kinds of things. Anyway, I'm not a fan and I don't buy them. And I my family doesn't buy them. I don't tell my customers to buy them. But obviously they're 
they're okay if they decide to buy them. It's no, it's no, and I will work with their aftermarket insurance company as well. I will always work with them, and sometimes we can overcome our differences. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.